This week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast is brought to you by the Craft Beer Marketing Awards. The Craft Beer Marketing Awards was founded in 2019 and is the only global awards competition to celebrate and focus on the growing importance of craft beer marketing and design strategy as a key to success in standing out among other brands on the market shelf. Co-founded by Jim McCunn and Jackie De Bella, the CBMS is the only global scale marketing competition to put a spotlight on the growing critical aspect of creative marketing as key to breweries' business success. Boasting a judging panel of over 500 beverage and beer industry professionals worldwide in over 24 countries, making the CBMAS the largest awards program of its kind in the world, with well-known judges including Ralph Steadman, David Carson, Tara Nurin, Zane Lumphrey, and John Cotino. Entries are divided up into five regions across the globe, the Americas, United Kingdom, Europe, APAC, and MENA. Many design companies and agencies are taking notice of submitting their work. The deadline has been increased to the 14th of March, 2022. So do get involved if you're in this industry and you want to show the importance of your creative work to your client's business. And if you're a brewery, come and show off the the fantastic marketing and creative work that you've been doing to get your beer out there to the public. The upcoming awards celebration will take place the week of 2022 Craft Brewers Conference in May in Minneapolis, Minnesota, USA. For more information, go to craftbeermarketingawards.com. Hi there, and welcome to the I'll Try That podcast. This week, we are visiting Quantop Brewery, based in Somerset, and we're going to be tasting one of their beers. Uh, But I'm going to hand you over to Mr. Joe Druitt, who is going to be hitting us with a hot-off-the-press hop topic. So this is recently announced, so quite literally is uh, hot off the press, 31st of Jan, so within the last month. Um, What would you guys say if I was to tell you that one of the biggest and most established beer brands is making a presence in London. Well, if you said biggest, I would naturally think of Drabber's Brewing Corp in Weymouth. <laughs> but but in, in fairness, they're, they're not the most established. I think so, they're, they're um, yeah, they're, they're up and coming. I would yeah, probably put yeah. them in that category. So biggest, biggest, most established Drabbers. Who are you thinking of? I, um, um, A B and my Beth. least favorite people. Oh, A B and Beth. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Please, please, please don't hurt us, AB. Yeah. I think they're listening. Um, I think actually, I I might have heard something about this story. Is mm. this something to do with uh, um, Diageo? That's correct. Oh, Diego. Yeah. Diego. Yeah. San Diego. D I S C O. That doesn't spell. <laughs> no. That's disco. So yes. Yeah, so yeah. am I right? Tell Di- us the story, please. Okay. Oh, well, I'll, I'll move this along. Uh, so Diageo, yes. They have announced a seventy-three million pound investment in a Guinness microbrewery and culture hub to be built in London. Culture hub. A culture hub. I am going to need that explained to me. So, by culture hub, um, let me just tell you a bit more about what their plans are, and I think it'll lead us into what they think about culture and what that means. Mm -hmm. Because brewing culture. We're we're hooked in anyway. Okay. So they're going to be building this at Old Brewers Yard in Covent Garden, uh, set to come to life in autumn 2023. So we're not too far no, a year yeah. away from that. Uh, and they said the development is set to to create about 150 jobs for people. So this is you know, uh, you know, Old Brewers Yard has you know brewed beer since 1722. So that's over 300 years of brewing. And that's, that's what well established means. Mate. I was going to so say, just, yeah. Just, yeah. Just, I was, was going to mention they've really picked a great location. 
it's called the old brewer's yard. And That's it. Just, uh, like, what else could you do then? Like, you couldn't open a Greg's. I've no, exactly. What's in there right now? Yeah. <laughs> Laundrette. Yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah, so the, back in 1722, that's when Old Brewer's Yard was at its, like, peak or it started up and things. And there hasn't been a brewery in there for a, quite some time. It doesn't give an exact date of how long it's been empty for. But after 300 years, Guinness is coming back and beer is coming back to Old Brewer's Yard. So, it was like Guinness had gone away. Guinness <laughs> yeah. is coming back. Yeah. <laughs> in a big way. <laughs> yeah. But actually, Guinness doesn't really have a presence in London. You know, obviously you think of Guinness and you go, like, as in a physical brick and yeah. mortar. No, well, presence. yeah, but also, the only thing I've noticed recently, have you seen it on social media, the SH1T London Guinness? I did the spelling out because our listeners won't be offended by spellings. Um, but it, uh, someone... Um, Taking pictures of the very badly poured Guinness. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So maybe there's going to be a location here where there is at least a safe pair of fans for that. Yes, exactly. And as we know, you know, around the, the Dublin brewery, St. James. Is it St. James's? Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, Could be. She said that with enough confidence. Anything. Say it with enough conviction, you're all right. <laughs> That's it. So I'll give you what. Okay, so this might explain a bit more about what they mean by culture hub. Okay, so mm-hmm. obviously microbrewery, quite self explanatory, yeah. you know, but microbrewing. Brewing Guinness, yeah, um, but it's not just Guinness. Guinness, you know, they we know as we did the Guinness episode that they have actually quite a few different innovations. They create small batches. They create different types of Guinnesses than yeah. the one that we're quite familiar with. Guinness, a gaggle of Guinness, a gaggle of Guinness, <laughs> and and that's what they've said. This microbrewery in London Covent Garden is going to do. It's not just going to create, and you can't just get the standard Guinness that we yeah. know, the stout. Smooth stout, um, they're going to do a lot of innovation and a lot of like lab creation work, brews in from this microbrewery. Do you reckon you'll be able to get the Guinness Zero Zero on tap? Oh, definitely. You'll get the core bro- yeah. Guinness beers. You know, you'll have the yeah. Guinness as we know it here in the UK. So um, the plans for this new site uh, include a world-leading microbrewery, which will produce limited edition beers and offer guest tours with Guinness beer specialists to taste, enjoy, and learn about the iconic stout, its storied history, and ambitions for the future. Just how long is the Guinness tour going to be in this building? I can't imagine it's going to be huge or massive like the one at Penn Island. It's yeah, micro- it's huge. Yeah. 73 million. They get a, a bit of bang for their buck. Obviously, there's some London property prices yeah. there. But the, the, the images of what they've, they're planned... That is that's quite a big brewery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it still is a it is still a microbrewery after Micro all. my left foot. <laughs> yeah, 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 true. If it's I got, want to go and visit a microbrewery, I want it to be no bigger than three metres by three metres. But it's a big plot of land there, no, that, that is This a is big not plot of land. No, this yeah. is a huge area in Covent Garden. <laughs> this isn't just like they've got a storefront. What is you know, this? A, shop front. a centre for ants. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, so this, so it's not just the, the microbrewing itself and the event, uh, the stores. They're going to have event spaces. Obviously, it's yeah. a central hub in London. You know, this is kind of starting to get to that cultural hub mm-hmm. area. They want to attract business. It's going to be a quite a cool space for breakout areas if you're mm-hmm. that way inclined. Meetings. It's going to have some music as well. I'm guessing at some point. And uh, it's good. Um, maybe, yeah. but I think they're going more hush, for an up. Hush my mouth. They are going more for an upscale. So oh, okay. this isn't going to be like you just roll around and you turn up and it's like, oh, I'm going to go for the Guinness Microbrew. Orchestra this is... then, maybe. Maybe. Um, <laughs> maybe, as in... No. no. Really. I don't think so. They've, they're going to go have a Guinness store where they'll okay. sell some uh, rare items via collaborations. You know? oh, okay. I've seen a lot yeah. of this, actually, some bespoke fashion wear, lifestyle wear coming in. Uh, so is, are they going along the lines of, like, Supremes? Could do. You're like, yeah. <clears throat> okay. 
Supreme. Hang on. Am I? Have I missed something? Do you know Supreme, Supreme clothing, clothing brands? So they will only brand. So you can get like a. Are they from the last twenty years? Because I won't know. Yeah. So you can get like so Supreme will do limited edition drops on say ten or twenty t-shirts, which they will brand with Supreme across them. So like, oh, okay. like Supreme, they did a collaboration with North Face where they dropped something like two hundred jackets with a North Face jacket with literally just Supreme across it, and they go for like two and a half, three hundred thousand. Yeah. Sort of thing. So I, d- I don't know if Guinness are going to go for that, but Could I, I don't we'll think see it's it. going to have the same impact as Supreme. But no, but the, the, the idea is is that this is like territory for brewers that don't have that hasn't really been like brewers have done clothing for a long time. Yeah, I mean, Guinness has done some great clothing for a long time because I've well a couple of Guinness items, yeah. but yeah, I mean collaborations is just no, something yeah. about rare something about like everything we're getting from this this microbrewery is something if they're trying to tap into a more premium space no yeah you know they're doing you I mean, set up scale you weren't kidding were no you? exactly well <laughs> let, let me tell you about this then they've got a rotating cuisine and events at a stunning open fire kitchen restaurant and 360 degrees glass rooftop space within the development so you said rotating cuisine. Yeah. Does that mean everything's on a lazy Susan and just slowly spinning while you're trying to eat it? Yeah. Or it's one of those sushi bars where just yeah. everything moves. <laughs> like running around trying to find your meals. Yeah. No, I'm... I think rotating in and like they change up yeah. the food. I, I cannot tell you how pleased I am that we got a reference into a lazy Susan. <laughs> that's just my favourite name for anything I've ever heard of is the lazy Susan. So yeah, I think this is uh, Quite an interesting and exciting, as a beer fan... Um, either you don't, you know, not a fan of big, you know, macro beers like Guinness or whatever, but even still, that's this is going to be an exciting space uh, to experience. ITT on tour, but we've got to wait till what August twenty twenty three. Yeah, that's right. We've also got a lot of other places to visit. We're going to be in, though. we're going to be in town for that beer festival at that point, anyway, aren't we? So yeah, well, we could swing by. Bam. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, might check it out. You know, no, that's whatever. Only, that's Who this cares? year the beer that's festival. This year the beer festival. Yes, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> But it's an annual thing. We'll right? go next year as well. Yeah, we'll yeah, next year. I don't know. We'll see if it's any good. It might be for a load of posers. And <laughs> so this is the International Beer Craft Beer Festival in London. Yes. About, yes that we are is. going to this year. Yeah. Okay, so moving on to the pursuit of hoppiness. Uh, this week, as uh, Travis mentioned earlier on, we're talking about Quantock Brewery. Um, few options uh, on offer from them. We're actually uh, tasting the last of their 2021 series, um, which is called Obsessed with Mosaic, uh, single hopped pale, uh, 4.5%. Um, although, Drabbers, I'm glad we're talking about this brewery at the uh, at this point in the podcast because um, the chap who started Quantock Brewery, so they're based in Somerset, as you mentioned earlier on, the Quantocks is... Um, area of Outstanding National Beauty. The Ooh. first ever designated Area of Outstanding National okay. Beauty Lovely, in, uh, yeah. in the UK in 1956. The founder is a chap called Rob Rainey. Guess how he started out brewing beer? Was it in the two-bed flat in Weymouth? <laughs> no. Maybe <laughs> no. chili-infused beer. Yeah. <laughs> no. However, he did start off with his first ever homebrew kit that he bought from Boots. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, Wilco's. I mean, that was 2007. Yeah. yeah. He started out. People so... have said Wilco's is the Boots of 2021. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just bringing it a bit more up to date. No, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. In the broader scheme of things, that's not too long to have to wait for potentially award-winning beers. Are and we, so, are we looking into my future? Yeah, uh, but basically, so his um, homebrew kit, 
he just wasn't quite happy with the quality of beer that he produced, so he wanted to go and uh, have a look at it. Well, he actually came from a background of being a former nuclear engineer. Whoa, okay. Whoa, okay. So He's approaching the brewing scene slightly differently to yeah, a traditional yeah. like, startup. I mean, you, some, I, I haven't quite checked every beer they've ever made, but there's got to be an atomic something or other in there. <laughs> isn't, isn't there? Uh, well, let's just say he's pretty good at the molecular level. Ah, <laughs> this guy, this guy. Uh, although, I mean, so... Um, there's a lot to be commended on. I could l- list for you um, their awards. I mean, there were only a few in 2020. Awards, I think, maybe took a bit of a backseat over the last couple of years, as we yeah. know. But um, go and have a look at the list of awards. It's ridiculous okay. how many they've got. So actually, there. they've got a good precedent being set with yeah. award winning. Okay. In- indeed. And at the risk of saying um, things which are somewhat cliched, mm-hmm. um, they also do set out their store, as many independent brewers these days do, saying they want to make the finest possible ales... <laughs> With the cleanest, freshest, best natural ingredients. Isn't that every brewer ever in their startup story? Almost, yes. They do. Yeah, they something a bit more honourable to them. But you know, who to say oh, we can make nicest beer? That's good. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. Good. but they. I mean, because a lot of those things are ultimately down. Is it's kind of a little bit that the beer that's going to work for you is is almost just a matter of opinion because they're going to pick, for instance. Mosaic, which is, um, uh, as I understand, their most frequently used hop. Mm. So this is kind of their one where they want to say, "Hey, look, we are big Mosaic fans. So check this out. This is our Mosaic that we're having a, having a go with." Now you mentioned Mosaic because I you know, want to kind of clarify Mosaic being because it's quite an interesting space when you see a Mosaic. I always think of it is yeah. that like a lager, is that a beer? But actually, no. As you said, it's a type of hop. So it's a, a Mosaic is a U.S. hop that was first released in 2012. So actually a relatively new hop mm. as, as a ingredient, core ingredients yeah. go. Um, and it's actually an offspring of Simcoe. So, you know, we've mm-hmm. talked about Simcoe hops before. Yeah. And a lot of like kind of craft, American craft beers mm. using that. So you'll get that, you know, kind of stone fruit, citrus, maybe pine notes. But what you'll get with the mosaic is maybe that nugget. Um, what they refer to as a nugget is kind of maybe a bit more woody, maybe resiny bitterness that mm. comes through it. So it's not as like citrusy as maybe a Simcoe could be. I just mosaic was something that was put up on the wall in Roman times, but actually, or put on the floor. On the floor. Yeah, on the floor. Yeah, yeah, Sorry, indeed. that was a yeah. Yeah, very ornate, intricate. Yeah. But actually, it's an interesting thought because it, it like, knowing that um, you know that it it's created from something else like Simcoe, mm. it does have that feel to it where it's crafted. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's curated. Bit. It's it's every single thing has is there for a reason, and that definitely makes me feel like mosaic is an appropriate name actually. What I quite like about these guys, and um, it's poten- I believe it's true of, an, of another beer that we're going to taste soon, um, the idea is also, um, since 2020, doing a new beer every mm. month, which kind of, as I think we've alluded to in the past, sometimes that kind of makes sense because also all of those best possible fresh and natural ingredients are going to sort of perform differently depending on sort of like, you know, what year you have. It's kind of like with, with wine. Yeah. If it's a good good year for, mm. you know, a certain type of uh, hop, as it can be for grapes, then they need to sort of respond and go, okay, well, we're going to do this beer now and that's what yeah. we think is going to be give you the best taste. But um, what do we think of Obsessed with Mosaic? Are we equally as obsessed? Well, yeah, I mean, I'm quite quite interested they refer to it as a single hops pale. Mm. I don't think I've heard too many ales. No, I always take that as hop. just like they it, just mosaic, so they don't do a combination of mosaic and citra or mosaic and... Yeah. Yeah. Or um, that it's not double hopped. Yeah, like yeah, sorry. Hop, yes, you know, but you that's, yeah. that's kind of more where I got to because it's yeah. five, 4.3... Sorry, 
4.5%. So that makes more sense that it's a, a pale. I'm I'm really enjoying this as a bit. It, it feels light. It feels refreshing, and it and it is going down easy. And I can. It feels weird, but I can kind of tell that it's single hopped. Is that is that is that yeah, a yeah. thing to say? Yeah. Yeah. That I can kind of I, yeah. I can identify that it is hops aren't making you fall off your chair. Basically, yeah, sort of yeah. thing. And I can go. I, I can appreciate the flavour. I can go. Yeah. You know what? This isn't. There's not lots coming at me, but what I'm getting. It's, it's good nice. quality. It's good quality and yeah. it's nice. I'm not going, there's not loads and loads of layers to it, but I'm drinking it and I'm going, you know what? This is yeah. consistently good. There's not, it's not overpowering my taste palette. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just enjoying drinking it. I think to, to your point, actually, it's not like you're look. it's lacking a little bit of depth for yes, me. Yes, that's it. Um, yeah. It doesn't keep, keep going, but it's actually what you put on your tongue. It's like face on face value is yeah. delicious. It's very tasty. It's good quality as, as they have worked, you know, won some awards for. Um, but what I found quite interesting when they put on the side of the can, obviously they got put in their like tasting notes, let's say, of what you should they're be They're subtle, aren't they? Uh, for me, they Mango, are. passion fruit, and notes of blueberry. I I would as I said I think that's that's subtle probably in there somewhere but um I can I can juicy get, I can get the mango I can get I can get the mango taste but I'm not getting the passion fruit and I'm not getting the blueberry I can definitely get the mango coming through but not I, I associate I associate blueberry with kind of being a bit perfumey which mm. I think kind of makes sense in that it's a little bit perfumey but not to me not necessarily blueberry does that sound like I'm contradicting myself but no no I mean no. almost like a little bit herbal in some respects like you know blueberry obviously being a fruit but it's almost like it's got something a little bit a bit different to it I mean I haven't heard of too many beers referred to as having a bit of a blueberry taste <laughs> if I'm quite honest I don't think I've ever heard of a blueberry beer well, I mean, I, another it's, one for the Weymouth up and coming brewery to, mm, to take a sample with blueberry stout I mean it's not saying though that it, but that's one of those things with the, it's not going to say it doesn't pretend for a minute yeah. that there are actually blueberries in the can at all but no, it's just saying yeah, that yeah. that's no, the just kind a, of it's a note, it's a connotation palette. almost yeah. Yeah. but I think yeah it's interesting I mean I'm looking at the can design of this and it's quite um, simplistic in it's you know Quantop Brewery has got this quite ornate looking tree as their like kind of pillar symbol let's yeah. say um, with a nice little underline under Quantop Brewery um, so that's quite classic you know, that's not what you kind of normally expect from a, a crafty brewery. Mm. You know, this almost feels a bit like they're tapped in something yeah. old school, but they're like some leaned into something off the land oh, to bring do, in. Do you reckon the tree has some sort of significance? I'm sure it does. Mm. It must do. Yeah. I mean, because it's, so, it, the, the Quantocks are, I mean, hills, but it is like, um, uh, wood, wood, yeah. woodland, woodland yeah. as well. Well, actually, as you said, like that, 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 like a lot of heather, maybe. How they've, how they've done the, the image of the trees like it's trying to tap into that natural beauty of yeah. the location it almost doesn't the the image of the tree and the quantock brewery underneath doesn't really go with the background that they've got on the can like the, the image of that tree i'm going to it reminds me a bit of a, a cider that may okay. it's really funny you say that I was, I was about to say exactly the it, same it, thing it feels yeah. like there's a cider I'm, I'm, I'm not a tree expert in any way shape or form but i would have sort of cider with a tree yeah. and, that, and that and that's how i feel it's coming across because the back of the can is there's the waves and we, we discussed earlier about maybe the undulating contours, sort of, undulating yeah. contours of something. Yeah, maybe um, just about the hills. The hills yeah. or something along those But the, the Quantock Brewery sign just doesn't feel of the time of the can that they're trying to do. It just feels they've, they've gone futuristic or in the future of one way and kind of in the past. Well, you're right. If you're going to have work. something like a tree that usually links back to the ingredient, like you'll find that, as you said, in, in, um, in cider, olive oil. Will have certain types of trees as their logos and their backing mm. of it. 
Um, but yeah, I've, you don't really find it too much in beer. I've got a funny feeling, and I might have to do a bit of research on this for you, but I have a funny feeling that actually a tree is to do with the county of Somerset, and Somerset, is a, to be honest, is yeah. more richly associated with, with cider, isn't it's it? Cider, yeah. It's a cider, it's a cider um, county, for sure. That's why I think of Somerset. I think of, of great cider, apples, like great cider. and all that. No, Rattlers is Cornwall, Rattlers but, Cornwall. But, but yeah, Scrumpy. Scrumpy, Scrumpy yeah. and Scrumpy. Somerset go hand in hand, I think, yeah. for me. Um, you know, and, 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 and that influence into Bristol, uh, you know, with Rat and I went to university and going around all the cider bars, uh, you know, and they're, they're like all their own kind of versions of, of cider. Yeah, it, it definitely is an apple and cider-infused yeah. uh, county. But it's stuff you'd associate with, yeah, like Taunton, which actually I believe where, is where, yeah, it's, where, where it's, it's from. Yeah, it's where it's based. So, I mean, let's face it, Quantock are tapping into the local, like, kind of loca- like the lo- location that they're in. Yeah, and, I mean, their accreditations speak for them uh, themselves also, so recognised by SIBA and, and CAMERA. So, um, um, the beer SIBA header is the Society of International Brewers Association. That's okay. right. I'm sure that's one word or letter more than they need. <laughs> Why do they, uh, Society and Association... I'm splitting hairs here, but uh, yeah, Siba. Well, Sib doesn't quite make the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd go with Iba. I'd go with Iba. Um, but Siba and Camera accredited. So, which Camera yeah. is campaign for real ale? Yeah, we did that. In the, we did that in a quiz a while back, didn't we? <laughs> we did. We did. Um, I'm enjoying it though. I think it's nice. I, I think, think it's tasty. Tasty. It's also that uh, that single hop to four four and a half percent. I could quite happily go and have a couple of those over you know a few hours oh, and uh, probably watch a bit of rugby. So numbers wise. On Twitter, Quantock Brewery has uh, three thousand three hundred followers. That's not bad. That's all right. That's good. Again, knowing they're a family-run microbrewery, yeah, this is pretty good. Mm. Um, and on Instagram, they have two thousand six hundred followers. Yeah, again, yeah, not bad. That's not bad. They're yeah. I mean, it, it, they definitely feel like a, a family-run brewery. Um, they've. I'm looking at their some of their other products that they have. You know, they're following on the same theme. Of the, the kind of the design, okay, the different yeah. colours. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're doing some quite fun looking. The Ajaka beer. That's looks quite really fun. Cool. That Horizon looking beer. That one looks. That Horizon looking beer looks so much better with their tree design than the Wave one does. Yeah. I think it actually works. I nearly got us that one. It was that and the Ajaka. Well, that's their Naper, and I know someone here who loves a Naper. Why did you not get the Naper? I didn't. I uh, think that's, the shop didn't have the name. I didn't go beer. straight to the brewery. I but went to the. Um... In saying that, they're like core. This must be what we're having right now, as you say. The one their mosaics, one of their core range beers, actually looks pretty good as a whole lineup. Oh yeah. You know where we're looking at the four different beers. You've got a yellow, a blue, a green, and a, and this one that we're having, which is like a pinky purple. Yeah, I I like the the purple. I mean, if it is on the shelf, it doesn't jump out. Yeah, no. I'll be honest. And, and although I bought it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're gonna have to mark it pretty hard. To get old barber, <laughs> well, I like to say I'm a marketer's nightmare. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the trouble is, you're not going to buy the four beers in a row. That's, well, that... I well, if you're in the Somerset area, think bigger, drabber. Do... Think gift bag. I just know gift I... bags, the gift, gift box of beer, yeah. tasting sample sets. Exactly. Yeah. And I think gullible it... podcast hosts with 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 that white tree, it works when they're all in a row. It doesn't work with the one can. No, I agree, and I think actually, you know, this is my family microbrewery yeah. not best mate setting up a brewery you know this is like actually no, you've yeah. got a couple of generations 
inputting they, on this. These right guys, now. these guys set out to make beer. They weren't going down some weird yogurt plan. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, that makes a good point. Being a family beer, this has got different generations inputting on this. So this is actually quite a very safe. Yeah, logo no, yeah. design. Where more, more I drink it, more I like it. I uh, like, yeah, it's a nice tasting beer. It's a very nice tasting beer. So yeah, I have never come across Quantop before. Um, I'll be looking out for them. Obviously, knowing they're a microbrewery in Somerset, you know you'll probably see them in your specialist craft brewery shops, but probably not meeting in Tesco's anytime no, soon. Yeah. Halfway between me and you, so uh, maybe we'll have to just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Is that merge at Quantock Brew? Obviously. Yeah. But, um, but we'll cut it out before we got to this point in the episode. <laughs> I'll keep that in. And that's all we have time for in this week's episode of the I'll Try That podcast. And so from me, Joe, Rich, Barber, and Simo, goodbye. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, I'll Try That Podcast.com, and watch us on YouTube. Goodbye now. <laughs>